0: The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today, we're joined by Steve Nelson, Chief Executive Officer of Dooley Health and Care in Downers Grove, Illinois, about how he's making the health and well-being of physicians a top priority and reimagining health care. I'm Todd Unger, AME's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Your organization's gone through a lot of changes over the last year, including a new name. Uh, one thing you've said is that Dooley's unique model, quote, provides opportunities to think differently about healthcare through the lens of the patient-physician relationship. What does that mean?
1: Well, there's a lot in that question, but uh, hello, Todd, and thanks for, thanks for uh, having me on. I uh, First of all, we did change our name, um, but there's much more in that name change than the name itself. It, it really is an opportunity to um, create a promise. And, and 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 I think, you know, a, a really uh, quick way to answer your question is is one of our promises that we've made in with this new brand is to challenge the expected in quest, if you will, of the extraordinary in both health and care. And so when you think about sort of the bar, I think in healthcare for a consumer experience and patient experience is pretty low. Um, when you compare it to other consumer experiences we have, so we think there's an opportunity in healthcare to create a different kind of experience where uh, the patient and the physician are in true partnership, and it feels much more like a consumer experience you would have in other industries. Where we know a lot about you, we don't. We're not redundant in our questions to you. You don't walk into a waiting room and sit there for way too long. You know, you don't actually have to leave your home if you don't need to. We we use technology to enable a better experience and to enable better decision making by the by the physicians, as opposed to making life more complicated. You know, these are all things that we're working on. And again, good news, bad news. The bar is low, so we have an opportunity to to raise it and 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 do some things that hmm. will
0: hopefully disrupt the system in a very positive way. Well, I want to find out more about that. In addition to being, you know, very patient focused, I think is what you're saying right now, a big priority for you is making it a great place to work for the 900 physicians on your staff. You've you've made some changes earlier this year to help create, you know, that kind of environment. How did you approach that? And what kind of stands out are those key dimensions of change?
1: Yeah, I think... It always has to start with what are we here for? And we've made again with our our new our new uh, brand, um, and it honestly it's building on the legacy prior to Dooley, to page medical group, it's about helping humans flourish. That is our that is our promise. It's worth getting out of bed for. So you kind of start there. And then you go into, okay, when I talk to physicians, I say, Hey, what makes your you know what? What? What is complicated about what you do, or why? Why? Why burnout? What is going on there? And again, if we can help remember why are we here? We're here to serve the patient first, and we all need to be sort of engaged in that together. So first, it's teamwork, better support structure, better partnership across the system or across the kind of environment. So building a, a, a an inclusive and a collaborative culture. And, you know, this idea that we're all here to help the patients and to help humans flourish. So that's one better support structure. Two is, like I said before, technology right now is getting in the way. It's actually not enabling. It's not behind the scenes. It's in front. When you go visit a physician, they're on their keyboard. That's not okay with us. Um, So we think there's ways to use technology differently. So it enables the physician to do a better job of taking care of the patient.
0: You know, a lot of uh, the work that goes on at the AMA is focused on removing those obstacles uh, between physicians and patients that cause burnout, which is a big problem going into the pandemic, but an even bigger one uh, during and and after. Um, You said that uh, kind of creating this new foundation uh, has been really helpful uh, in the pandemic. Can you explain the connection that you see there?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, anytime you have an event like this, it's an opportunity to rethink the model. And so, I mean, obviously, things like televisits, you know, became much more popular and much more accessible during pandemic. That's just the beginning. Um, I think the idea of leveraging sort of the new experiences, the new learnings, and the new, in some ways, expectations that that we've gained through the pandemic. And trying to figure out how to, to not only just use them and make them better and smoother, but to actually create uh, different uses for them. For example, when you're in the primary care physician's office, and you and the primary care question has a or a primary care physician has maybe a question about, well, maybe I need to um, consult an orthopedic surgeon for for this question. We could televisit with orthopedic with a specialist right then in the office we could share the conversation together with the patient, primary care doc, and the specialist, and we could save six weeks, you know? Um, So that's an example of how we're using something that came, I would say, to the forefront, you know, during the pandemic that we're taking to the next step. And I think that's gonna be more and more um, useful, and there's gonna be more and more examples of that. I think even how, you know, we think about supporting physicians through the night, twenty four seven, we have a clinical nurse triage group that that now takes um, all the uh, so some of the typical inbounds that they would take during the weekends and nights that contributes to burnout. And now we have a really capable staff that takes those calls, figures out the right answer, and in a lot of ways is 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 a more friendly patient experience because they get their question answered quickly and uh, confidently. And if the physician needs to engage, then we can, we can do that. But a lot of times we find that, that they don't need to. So those are the kinds of things that we're sort of using as a technological answer that was kind of discovered and unearthed a bit during the pandemic.
0: You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org time to rebuild. So let's talk a little bit more about that, because no matter how many changes you make, this pandemic, you know, just has really driven physician burnout. What, you know, how have you approached that? You're obviously looking for root causes. Um, what are you doing as far as, you know, uh, dealing with the physician burnout that's come uh, come through in this pandemic?
1: Yeah, I, I think the first thing is like a lot of issues, you know, you have to accept and it, that it's a real, reality and that it's, it's not just in people's minds. So this is really true. And by the way, it goes beyond physicians to the entire clinical team. Um, and so we need to think about it holistically like that. I think that's number one. So do, doing some listening, understanding. And then second, it has to be founded in uh, a sort of a holistic culture of, of let's make you know, the healthcare environment, the culture, the tools, the experience of delivering great care better for the people who are delivering that care. So thinking realistically about how many patients can you see during the day? And what what happens when your schedule is over? You know, and how can we create more support for that? And how can we be an inclusive and listening and a empathetic culture where we are, and, you know, um, trying to bring solutions, not just demanding more more output, you know? Um, and I think that all leads back to a better patient experience, which is what we're all here for. So I think it starts with kind of the the culture and, you know, being a, a listening organization.
0: One thing I found kind of interesting in terms of culture uh, that you're talking about, um, I know you personally are uh, very active. You're a five-time Ironman finisher. You're constantly training. And I think, Uh, I know you place a lot of importance on that for your whole staff. Um, how, you know, how do you prioritize and especially in the midst of something like a pandemic pandemic, uh, taking time for, you know, healthy, active lifestyle in the midst of something like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no, uh, secret. I I wish I had a secret answer, you know, magic bullet for that, but, um, just to clarify, not everybody who works here has to do an Ironman. I'm just to you know, be clear, it's a, um, that's sort of my personal uh, craziness. But I I do believe in um, a very deliberate approach to using your time, and you know we have very limited amount of it, and there's so many things to do, and so being very intentional about that, keeping your priorities straight. You know, your family your spiritual and mental health, um, you know, work, kind of keeping things in the right order. I also have, um, I don't know where I got this, I don't know how it happened, but um uh at four o'clock in the morning I'm wide awake and I'm ready to go. Um and so um that allows me to get some things done, you know, during the day and and do not only training, but you know, do a little bit of work, do a little bit of reading, do meditation, do some things that help me, um, you know, weather the, the storm that usually comes, you know, every day. Um, and then, but, but I think really, I talked to a lot of people about this, and, and we all agree that your day will come at you whether you want it or not. You have the opportunity to choose how you want to manage that day, and I think choosing that, um, you know, and making deliberate choices is important. The other thing, and again, this is all sounds like, you know, something you can read in the latest book, but um, I think there's an opportunity to choose optimism. I think it is um, a, a very powerful weapon um, to use. And so positivity weapon, not toxic positivity, but real sincere positivity that um, I just choose to uh, think that, you know, we do have, we do have, you know, sort um, of magical things ahead of us and, and right in healthcare, what, what better place to be optimistic and hopeful than working in the middle of healthcare.
0: Well, on that topic, I think a good last question is around uh, the idea that, you know, healthcare in general needs to be reimagined, you know, that it's too complicated. What is your kind of big picture vision for the future of healthcare?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, it is a wicked problem, um, meaning you know, that is a term, that's an official term. Um, it's too fragmented, it's too complicated, it's hard to navigate, it's too expensive, we're behind other countries, I could go on and on. I think part of the vision for, for fixing healthcare and and <clears throat> not to be sort of self-serving about duly health and care, but I, I really do think we represent um, part of the solution where it's a coordinated, holistic um, health ecosystem where there's an alignment amongst the physicians and the care team about the patient. We are not here to uh, add economic value to anything except for creating a better outcome for the patient. And that means we need to create a great culture that, you know, there's a bunch of stuff we have to do to make that happen. We have to have technology and the tools that you experience in other consumer experiences, like I mentioned, but I think this idea of we are untethered to hospitals, um, we're untethered to a health plan. So we can use it in a way, we can use that sort of freedom in a way to, you know, wholly serve the patient. I think the physician patient partnership really is the key to this. Um, And I think if we can double down on that relationship and make that really, really special, I think we clear a lot of the clutter and the complication out. and then you come over the top with navigation tools and artificial intelligence and all this stuff that's happening in other industries, really using that as decision support and navigation as opposed to complication and billing and coding. you know that let's get that out of the way and let's take care of the patient.
0: Well, thank you so much, Steve. It's been great to talk to you. I uh, appreciate you joining us and sharing your perspective. Uh, that's it for today's Moving Medicine video and podcast episode. We'll be back soon with another segment. Be sure to click subscribe on AMA's YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Please take care. This has been Moving Medicine a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org podcasts. Thank you for listening.